Welcome to Gracefield Grit. I'm your host, Lana Stinner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Gracefield Homestead, we are having honest, hard, and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. We are not for everyone, and we don't clean up our conversations, so you will get the unedited chat. Each episode, you can expect practical tips and encouragement. I am so honored to have you join us today, so grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. This podcast is brought to you by the Backyard Farm Academy. Have you dreamed of fresh eggs every morning and adding chickens to your yard? Do you want a flourishing garden and fruit trees to be more self-sufficient or even honey from your own beehives? Join the Backyard Farm Academy, where we will simplify all the steps in our online training sessions that you can complete at your own pace. Go to lannacenter.com backslash academy for more information and to grab your spot. Let's get busy building your backyard farm. Hello, friends. Welcome to this episode of the Gracefield Grit Podcast. I am so glad you've joined us today. We have a fun and practical episode straight from the backyard farm. It's fall chick days, and many are choosing to start raising chickens this season. In this episode, we will review the three reasons fall is the best time to get chickens. You have plenty of time to make it happen this season. And if you want fresh eggs next spring, now is the time. We will also give a few super quick tips on choosing the right breed of bird, your beginner brooder box setup, and coop options. So as we record this episode, it is the beginning of September and fall chick days have just started. The nation's inflation report came out and Forbes is saying that egg prices have increased 100% year over year, August to August. It's way higher than most other foods that are experiencing high inflation. Oh no, not our favorite eggs. We have a solution though. So most of your local farm and feed stores will hold fall chick days in September and October. However, you can still order your chicks online through most of the hatcheries for the months following that. We love chickens and have been raising them for over 15 years now, and there really is nothing better than daily fresh eggs. Most people think of getting their chicks in the springtime around Easter. And we've been one of those families in the past too. For years, every single Easter, my kiddos would get new baby chicks. It's almost a rite of passage to spring on the backyard farm. However, I am here to shed some light on raising chickens. The last couple of years, we've added to our flock in the fall. So today, I'd love to share with you three reasons why I think fall is the best time to get chicks. Then I will also share quick and helpful tips to picking the right breed and a quick setup. Number one, fall chicks produce spring eggs. Chickens can start laying eggs when they are about five months old. When you get baby chicks in the spring, it could be the very end of summer into the fall months before they start laying. Depending on your location, the sunlight hours, and the breeds, most chickens slow down or stop laying in the late fall through the winter. 
We do add a light in our coop, which does help with egg production. But if you have a new chick that starts laying in September, and then they slow down or stop in November, you really are almost going a full year before they are truly high producing layers. So if you do get your chicks in the fall and they start laying eggs in the early spring, you will have a longer cycle of egg laying, which is what it's all about, right? Number two, spring is so busy. If you have a backyard farm, you are probably cleaning up down limbs and brush from the winter months, possibly building raised beds or at least getting your plants and gardens started. You may be pruning and adding fruit trees or just power washing your decks and patios. Whatever it may be, spring cleaning and planting season can be a bit overwhelming. Your baby chicks need lots of attention, especially the first months in the starter brooder box and the transition to your coop. Fall just seems a little more chill than spring to me. Kiddos go back to school, whatever that looks like at your place. But basically, schedules are now intact. In the past, we have struggled with spring chicks and the timing of them. Adult chickens are fairly easy to maintain. We have a feed and watering system that literally lasts over a week at a time. Although we do check and maintain it daily, we don't have to. With little chicks, they need fresh food and water to be changed out daily and more time and energy. In the spring, we would get chicks and then have a week-long vacation planned at the beginning of June. And it's a bit more work for someone to come into your property and check on the babies. In the fall, schedules are set. We don't have a family vacation planned since the kiddos have sports and schoolwork. We didn't have to worry about the chicks being taken care of while we were gone. So number three, the third reason fall is a great time to get baby chickens could be considered a bit controversial. Please don't send me hate mail or a message on this. It's only my opinion and experience, which I do have a lot of in this area, I never thought I would be known as a chicken expert when I grew up, of all things. Too funny. I personally think that you will raise hardier and healthier chickens if you get the chicks in the fall. I know many are going to disagree, but here is my experience. So remember that we are in Kansas City, the Midwest, weather zone 6B planting, which goes from frigid cold below zero temps in the winter to hot and humid above 100 degrees in the steamy summer. For the exact reason people will tell you not to put heat lamps in the winter and air conditioning window units in the cold winter in your barn for your goats, it could be the same for chickens. Chickens and goats are naturally hardy animals. God made them that way. Of course, each breed has a different temperament to climates, but in general, chickens are hardy. If you get fall chicks and they grow and are tweens and teens going into the holidays, they are big and strong enough to handle the cold temps that will be hitting before spring. They just seem to be stronger and healthier birds. They don't get sick. They are fast running from a coyote and it's just good for them. So that's my personal opinion based on a lot of testing around here. 
the fall is a good time for making healthy, strong birds. Choosing the best chicken breed. As you consider adding chickens to your backyard farm this fall, you'll want to choose a breed that works with your space and climate, has the right temperament for your family, and is bred to either give you eggs, meat, or a combination of both. Some of the most versatile breeds that can lay 200 plus eggs per year and make good meat birds are the Rhode Island Reds, the Leghorn, and the Barred Plymouth Rock. Raising a heritage breed can help you become more self-sufficient with your food. Another option when raising chickens for meat is to order a fast-growing hybrid chicken from a hatchery like the Cornish X chicken. The Cornish Cross Rock chicken grows extremely quickly and is ready to process for meat in as little as six weeks. They are a hybrid and therefore not good for mating and reproducing, but only for meat. You would then need to get new chicks to start over. So this is something that you could get at fall chick days or at a hatchery and be ready to process your meat birds before the holiday season and your freezer could be stocked up. So we have only processed meat birds one time. Um, And it isn't something I enjoy or like. Uh, It's just a little weird for me. But I do like knowing that at any point we need to do that, that we can do that. And I have so many friends that love raising their own meat birds. Um, It works for them. They know where their, their chicken is coming from. And it's a great thing if that is for you. So you get to decide what you want your birds for, whether that's just eggs, whether that's for meat for both or just for entertainment. For a deep dive into the 20 most popular breeds of chickens, we do have a post out on the blog that's called Choosing the Best Chicken Breed for Your Flock. And it has pictures, it talks about the colors of eggs that you like, um, all the temperaments, and it's a really wonderful post if you want to go check that out. We will put the link to that in our show notes. Where to buy your chicks? You can purchase chickens at several stages of development. It all depends on how long you're willing to wait for those precious eggs. Day-old chicks are the most common way to start a flock. These chicks are available from the hatcheries, and most often chicks can be bought locally from farm supply stores or nearby small farms. Tractor Supply is having their fall chick days right now, and they are located nationwide. We've had great luck ordering day-old chicks online as well. The first time I did this, I was skeptical about the shipping process and how healthy they would be. It was a pleasant surprise. One benefit to this process is that you can order different and uncommon breeds that you will not find at most local stores. My son and daughter-in-law just chose to skip the farm and feed store fall chick days and bought some fertilized eggs from someone here local and are hatching them out as we speak in their incubator for their fall chicks. It is so much fun to watch that whole process and I could sit and watch hatching eggs all day long. They are so precious. So adding chickens to your backyard farm is a wonderful experience. We have added them to our property from day-old chicks at the feed store, hatched out our own inside the coop with a broody hen, as well as used an incubator. 
They all worked great and resulted in us having healthy and sassy chickens. So I'm going to list out a couple of resources for you, um, hatcheries and places that you can um, get your chicks. So Murray McMurray Hatchery is one of my favorites. They also have um, our ducks. We get their um, ducks if we're not hatching them out in the incubator. Um, Stromberg's Hatchery. Cackle Hatchery, which is here in Missouri, in Southern Missouri. They're wonderful. Of course, Tractor Supply, Chick Days, um, where you go in. And I do believe that you can possibly order online as well. I know in the spring you can order online at Tractor Supply. I'm not sure about the fall. Um, But all over. We have a local store here called Feldman's. We have Carney Feed and Supply. Most of the farm and feed stores do a fall chick day, so you can just find your local one. Always local is best. Um, and then just in case you're wanting to do an incubator and you find some fertilized eggs, we use the Farm Innovators Incubator Model 2450 We got it on Amazon. There's a gazillion of them on there, and most of them are going to do the exact same thing. So there's some resources for you. Setting up your brooder box. The brooder box is simply the name for the baby chick's home during the first couple of weeks of life. Baby chicks are so fun and it is a joy to have new little ones on your backyard farm. This process is fairly simple, but each step is critical in keeping those little chicks alive and thriving in the first days and weeks. So first, decide on a brooder box. You can build your own or use a metal trough, a deck box, or plastic storage tote. Ours is an outdoor furniture deck box that we already had. You don't need to get fancy here. Just a box. The location of the brooder box is you want it to be near an outlet for the heat lamp and close enough to check on often, like a garage. The brooder bedding, we prefer pine shavings. The chick watering system, we start with a simple gravity water and transition them to a nipple watering system in the coop. We add a splash of apple cider vinegar in the water to keep them healthy as well. And the feeding system is either a metal trough or a plastic gravity feeder that is uh, what the chick starter crumbles could go in. You will want um, a heat lamp to keep them warm using that as an infrared bulb on one side of the brooder. So be sure to use new bulbs and extension cords and secure the lamp with a bungee in case it falls to prevent the fire. Cleaning the brooder, I usually scoop it out and replace the wood shavings every other day. And the first minutes in the brooder, as you remove each chick, from wherever they hatched out or where the box that they came in, dip their beaks in the water to teach them how to drink. And then also do the same with the food so they know where that is. And then just secure or cover the brooder box. Uh, You just don't want them flying out as they get a little bit bigger. And then you don't want predators (laughs) such as the family kitty or the dog to get in there as well. So lastly, I'm going to review a few coop options for you. And I do recommend a makeshift janky coop your first season. Throw something cheap together to keep your birds alive until you know what you want in a coop and what works for your family. That second season, you can build or buy the coop of your dreams. 
So first off, the option is a chicken tractor. A chicken tractor is a small mobile coop that you can move every few days to get fresh grass and simulate a free ranging, but it is in a safe enclosed environment. They usually have wheels on them and are pretty lightweight. I love this solution because it's an economical way to give you the best of both worlds for the safety and fresh pasture. So number two, you can buy or build a coop with an attached enclosed run. I have friends that have even cut a small 15 inch door into the back of their garage, squared off a four by four area with pallets inside the garage for their coop and attached a dog run outside for their chicken run. Get creative. Our current coop is a repurposed kids playhouse with fencing for their run. There are so many options with this and you don't have to spend a lot of money on it. The third is true free range, and you don't really need a lot, but there are so many negatives to this that I really don't recommend it unless you know what you're doing. First of all, by spring, you will probably not have any birds left due to hungry winter predators. And if you do have birds left, you will be on a field egg hunt every day to find your eggs. You might want a livestock guardian dog to help you with the predator issues if you do go this route. I personally like a hybrid free range system so that the birds can get their fresh air and be healthy during the day, but they go inside where it's safe and locked up overnight. The beauty is that you get to choose what breed, what your coop looks like, and how you want to raise your birds. So I hope that this has been helpful to encourage you to go for it during these fall chick days. We do have a Raising Chickens course that walks you through every single step. It has over 23 trainings from choosing the breed, your setup, predator proofing, and much, much more. We will add the course link to the show notes if you are interested. Either way, just go for it. It will be a blessing to your family and your kiddos will enjoy it. And there is nothing like fresh eggs for breakfast. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Grace-Filled Grit. I know that your time is valuable and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for the Grace-Filled Grit podcast, scroll down to the bottom of the page and write a review. I'm looking forward to our next episode and I hope you'll join us again. Blessings to you today, friend, as you live out your own grace-filled grit.